actually going to go a different way this evening than where I thought I was going when I got here, uh, which is not unusual. Uh, Lord knows best. Amen. As I've said many times, I found out a long time ago, if you follow the path he lays out, you'll be a lot better off. Amen. Uh, sometimes we'll be a little hard-headed and push through what we want to do, uh, but yet it's always best to do what God would have us to do. Amen. Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. We'll read one verse of scripture. And uh, used to be a term we use from time to time, cherry picking. Uh, you might say I'm cherry picking this verse of scripture, but however, I'm not taking it out of context. And, and certainly as we expand upon it, I believe uh, that, that we can understand exactly what's being said here. Uh, but Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Of course, we know this is the Apostle Paul and his letter to the Colossian church, uh, people he had never met before. Uh, if you go back and you read, Paul did not uh, establish or found this church himself, but yet word got to him and he uh, wrote to them just as well as he did other churches. But he simply says here, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch in the same, watch with prayer or in prayer, with thanksgiving. And you may be seated. If you could only do one thing, what would you do? Pray. Think about it. That's the right answer. But is that what we would actually do? Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things, and sometimes we get ideas, we want to uh, do this and improve ourselves, or we want to do that, we want to do these things, and, and all these, and a lot of good things that, that we could do, uh, but if there's one thing that's most important that we should be doing, uh, Paul puts it uh, pretty plainly here in verse 2, continue in prayer. And, and if you think about what Paul was saying there, folks, and you, if you think about if I could do one thing and it would help me, man, I would love to do it. Pray. Pray. Yeah. Pray. And, and we think about what Paul's saying here, as I said, writing to the Colossians there, and to know that it's certainly an important thing to do, but I want you to look how Paul says that here. He says, continue in prayer. Yeah. Now, if you look at that just from the surface and just from what he's saying there, you say, well, he's talking to people that's been praying and telling them to keep praying. Uh, but when you look at the meaning and you look at the root of the word continue, of, of the word that's defined here as continue, it means to devote yourself to Devote yourself to prayer. Now think about that just a minute. It's also, if you think about the word devote, uh, you, you can see that translated as to persist in, to, to busy yourself in, to be active in. And, and I'm leading down a road here that, that we all can ask ourselves a question. Do we busy ourselves with prayer? Think about it for just a minute. Do we, uh, are, are we active in prayer? Are we persistent in prayer? And if you begin to think about that, I, I don't know about you, and I, I'm not embarrassed to admit this because I don't think I'm different than a lot of other people, probably everybody else, that I couldn't sit here and tell you tonight that I busy myself in prayer. Uh, you know, there's times we, we talk to God on the fly. There's times that we might just utter a few words. And certainly there's times that uh, we, we kneel down, we draw up, and, and we have a heart-to-heart -heart with God. Times, certainly, at, at before we have our meals, that we bow our heads and we pray. But, but do we really, truly busy ourselves in prayer? 
And if you think about it, prayer is an important part of the life of the child of God. Prayer is very uh, needful in the life or in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's a very important thing that we should do. As a matter of fact, it's so important that Paul says here in the book of Colossians, continue or what? Devote yourself or busy yourself in prayer. So why should we busy ourselves with prayer? Why should we devote ourselves in prayer? The number one reason, or one of the reasons we're going to look at tonight, is because the Word of God tells us to. Now, if you believe tonight that the Word of God is truth, if you believe tonight that we should follow what the Word of God says, then you're going to see that the Word instructs you and I that we should, what? We should pray. Listen to what Paul said here in Romans chapter 12. He said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, and continuing instant in prayer. Also, very familiar verse of Scripture, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians, what? Pray without ceasing. And to think that prayer is very important, and certainly if, if we want to follow what God would have us to do, we want to be obedient to the Word of God, one of those ways that we can do that is to devote ourselves to prayer, busy ourselves in prayer, and have an active prayer life and communication with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with our Heavenly Father, God the Father. He, he's given us this tool or, or, or this opportunity, given us this, this prayer that you and I, we can stay in constant fellowship fellowship with him now there are times we pray that that we're maybe doing other things too and you say well preacher i don't know about you but i can't do two things at the same time hope tells me i can't but she just don't know me well enough i can do four or five things at the same time now none of them be done well but i'll try to do them all at the same time that's why i have a lot of unfinished projects throughout the house now if you're like me i'll find myself going in the bedroom to pick something up and i see something over here oh i need to do that and while I'm doing that, it makes me think of something else. And then I stop and go do that. And, and you get about four or five things going on and nothing gets finished. But yet if we really want to concentrate and apply ourselves to something that would be beneficial to us, that would help and improve our walk with God, and as the scripture says, draw nigh unto him, for he, and he'll draw nigh unto you. We can draw nigh unto God with prayer. And God, matter of fact, through his word, tells us that we should pray. Now, we also have a promise in here that God will hear our prayers. That's another reason to pray. You ever talk to somebody that's not listening? You get aggravated? Think about it for a minute. Don't shake your head or nod your head. <laughs> but you talk about somebody or talk to somebody that's not listening, you can tell when they're not paying you any mind. Either their, their mind is off somewhere and they're thinking about something else or the whole time that you're saying something to them, man, they're ready their response right back to you. They're not hearing you, but they want you to hear what they got to say. And sometimes you can be talking and people will just talk right over top of you, don't care. But yet we're promised in the Word of God that if we busy ourselves, we devote ourselves, we are active in prayer, God will hear that prayer. Now think about what the Word says here. And this is found over in Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. What does it say? The righteous cry, and the Lord hears. 
What did Jesus say? That, that if we pray according to His will, He said, my Father in heaven will hear you. He'll answer that prayer. See, we get a little mixed up, a little confused sometimes when Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, my Father will give it to you. That doesn't mean that we just have an open checkbook or an open wish list that we can sit down and ask for everything in Jesus' name and God's going to give it to us. Amen. Because when you put it all together, it's got to be according to His will. Amen. But yet we have that promise that God will hear. Now, the, the, the psalmist said there, the righteous cry, the Lord hears, and He delivers them out of all of their troubles. Now, think about this. There's times, listen, that we're going to pray, and, and we're going to desire certainly the, the, the move and the hand of God in our life, folks, and, and He's going to move, and His hand is going to be in our life, and we're going to see that. Sometimes it's almost immediate. You know, and, and I look at myself more than or, or as much as anybody else. But you know, we, we'll sit and say, man, just have prayer. Seek God's face. See, ask God. Pray to God. And man, when He comes back with those immediate answers, what do we do? Why? <laughs> we were praying in faith. We knew He could do it. But when He does it, it amazes us. Because He hears us. Now, people will say, well, what about them unanswered prayers? There's no such thing. There's not. Very, very familiar, very famous song years and years years ago. Garth Brooks. Thank God for unanswered prayer. There's no unanswered prayers. Sometimes people view a prayer that's given the no answer as an unanswered prayer. Or if it's not answered in the way that I desire to be answered, or answered in the way that I ask God to answer, then He didn't answer my prayer. Yeah, He answered your prayer. He just either told you no or wait a little while. No such thing as an unanswered prayer. Every prayer gets answered. Every prayer is heard by our Heavenly Father. We also need to pray... Because we need to hear from God. See, what we forget sometimes is, is that prayer is two-way communication. We want to spend all the time pouring our heart out, laying our, our needs before Him, asking Him to, to move in all these situations, and don't even give Him a time to, to answer and reply. We'll cut Him off. We hang up. And then we wonder why God isn't moving in their life. But we need to hear from Him. And it's just about much about listening to God as it is talking to God. Uh, sometimes we have to be reminded we've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Uh, we need to do a little less talking sometimes and, and a little more hearing. But knowing that, that we can have the assurance in, in the Word of God that we'll hear from God in prayer. And we need to hear from God in prayer. We need to know what God has for us in our lives. That's why the Bible tells us to what? Ask, seek, and knock. Come to God. Bring those things to Him. But when you come, listen to what He has to say. And, and be watchful. As a matter of fact, Paul goes on to say that. And in the same, what? With thanksgiving and prayer, have that thanksgiving. And there's times that we, we need to pray because we've got to need, or we've got to have help. We need help in uh, uh, trials and temptations. Think about that. Very familiar verse of Scripture. 1 Corinthians, what does it say? There hath no temptation taken you, but such as, as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now think about that for a minute. When you look at that verse of Scripture in the context, it's not talking about a temptation to sin. It's talking about a testing of our faith. And folks, if you don't think your faith gets tested every time the devil comes against you, he tests your faith. And a lot of times we'll see that test of faith and we'll personify it in, in an individual that's aggravating us and, and, and that the devil's using to, to test our faith. 
And we've got to understand it's not that person. It's not what we see physically with the eye, but it's the devil and, and all of his uh, uh, warriors of evil that's behind all of these things that wants to test our faith. But God says here, there's no testing, there's no temptation that, that has come upon you that hasn't come upon somebody else. We all face the same things, maybe in a different way. And we have to understand there's nothing we'll face that Jesus Christ hasn't already faced and gotten the victory over. And if he has the victory, what does he say? We are, uh, have the victory in him. And, and he talks about our faith. Matter of fact, being a victory. But, but we need that strength and, and to understand there's times that we're going to be pressed. There's times that we're going to be, be, be pushed. And, and we got to know how to get out of that situation. And the Bible says, well, how do we do that? We need to seek God's face and God's way to get out of there. Yeah. If we're in a burning building. And man, we, the, the lights go out. And if you've ever been in any of these emergency situations or when they do these, these drills or whatever, what will happen is all the lights go out and then these, these, just these lights come on that point you to the exit. And that's what we need to do is seek God's direction to the exit to get out of that situation. What did he say there? Not only would he enable us, folks, that, 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 to, to, to be, or not only will he not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able, but he'll also, with that temptation, make a way to escape that we might be able to bear. And, and it's just like that. that you know, we, we can be in that building. Those lights can go out. Those exit signs can be lit up. But what do we have to do? we still got to follow the path. God can give us the direction and the guidance, but if we don't follow it, it's not going to do us any good. But we need to pray because there's times that we need strength in those tests and, and in those temptations. We need to pray, folks, because we need to overcome our own will. Now think about this for just a minute. You don't think the human will is strong? Listen. We've all probably experienced times in our lives that we've, we've overridden the move of, of God or direction of God in our lives. You know, we, we want to do it our way. God said do it this way, but we knew better. And then what we found out, we didn't know better. But you think about Jesus Christ himself as he prayed there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Bible tells us that, that what, folks? He, he knew that death was coming. And he said his soul was sorrowful even unto death. And as he prayed till his sweat became as if it were great drops of blood, the prayer that he prayed to the Father more than once, we know, was this, what? Father, let this cup pass from before me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now, what does that tell you and tell me? I don't think I'm out of line saying this, that, that if Jesus, the humanity of Jesus, had his will and his way, he would avoid the cross of Calvary. Amen. Yeah. But what do you say? Not my will, Father. But thine be done. And why would he do this? If he, being not only man, but also being God in the flesh, knew of the suffering that was going to come, knew of everything that he was going to undergo, knew that, that one, one day just ahead was going to come when he would be nailed to the cross of Calvary, looking toward heaven, seeking the face of the Father. And he knew all these things. Why in the world would he still go through with it? Because of his great love for us. But what did he do? He submitted his will to the will of God the Father. Now, how many times do, do we say, Lord, you show me the way and I'll do it. And God will clearly show you the way. Listen, he will. If you want him to and you look, you'll see it. But then we say, well, but that's not the way I want to do it. So what are we doing? We're putting our will above God's will. 
Now, there's some people say that, well, preacher, I disagree with that. You can't stop God's will. You can't change God's will. God's will is going to be done regardless of what man does. Well, I tell you what, Scripture says he's not willing any should perish, but all come to repentance, and people are dying without repentance, dying in their sins, lifting their eyes in hell every day. Amen. That's not God's will. So if God's will is going to be done regardless of what man does, how can you put that together? But we know that we can override the will of God. Listen, preach to you this morning. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If God be for you, who can be against you? Listen, and you think about that. But yet we still have the ability to override God's will for our lives. Why are people not saved today? Because they've not submitted to the will of God. Accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ and him as their savior. Why do we as sometimes as Christians uh, maybe drift in the wrong path or, or maybe suffer a little bit or, or, or have a rough road when it doesn't have to be because we're not submitting ourselves to the will of God. That's where prayer comes in, folks. That's where one of those needs of prayer so that we may be able to submit ourselves to the will of God. It's God's will we love one another. It's God's will we follow his commandments. It's God's will that, that we do what this book tells us. Are we always 100% in line with that? No, we're not. Why? Because sometimes our will gets a little, little strong. And we have to have the help of God and the power of God to just push it back down. Uh, we also, folks, we need to pray so we can be prepared or, or we have help for, for what lies ahead. <clears throat> Who can tell me what's going to happen tomorrow? Who has plans for tomorrow? Yeah, Probably yeah. most of us, all of us. Yeah. I think I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. When the clock goes off, I know what will happen in the process that's going to take place. I'll end up at work all day and then come back. That's what, what I think is going to happen tomorrow. But we none know what's going to happen tomorrow. But there's one that knows what lies ahead. There's one that knows the future from the past. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows it all, folks, backward and forward. And we have to, to put our trust in him and know that we have to have that active prayer life. We need to busy ourselves with prayer to be prepared for what lies ahead and to understand regardless of what lies ahead that we trust in him and our faith is in him that it'll be all right. People woke up today thinking they knew what today was going to be like and everything turned out different. But yet when we put our trust and faith in God, folks, he's able to get us to it. He's able. Listen to what, what the psalmist said here, chapter 25. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. You know, we sometimes some of us may, may get up one day and, and, and we've got to make a big financial decision that we didn't anticipate. Uh, we might have to think about moving our family halfway across the country we, we didn't think was going to happen. We may have, have all these different things that come up that, that we don't know that's happened that God already knew was going to happen. And we just need to seek his will and his guidance in that situation. We need to busy ourselves with prayer. Also, we need to understand, as the scripture tells us, that <laughs> unbroken Communication with God. Now think about this. Is possible. You say, preacher, you can't, can't, can't be possible. Every waking hour, we can have unbroken communication with God because it's not always about speaking from the mouth, folks. It's from the heart and from the soul when we communicate with him. And going back to what, what it said when we have a, a, a instructions in the word of God to pray, Paul said what? Pray without ceasing. 
It's not always about being on our knees. It's not always about bowing down to Him. It's about communication with Him and staying in constant contact with Him. And folks, if we have that active prayer life, we busy ourselves with prayer, we devote ourselves, or as Paul says here, to continue in prayer, we can have that unbroken communication with God and, and have that constant fellowship. He longs to hear from us. Amen. You know, the, I've heard people say this before, and I, I thank God I've never been in this position. But I've heard people say, well, you know, my, my son or my daughter, they never call me unless they want something. And my thought is, and I don't want to say, I, I can't say that I've been there, but my thought is, well, if they didn't want anything, then they'd never talk to me. But sometimes, what do we do with God? We only talk to Him when we want something. Only talk to Him when we need something. But He wants to have daily conversations with us and daily communion and communication with us. And that's exactly what Paul is talking about here. As I said, I'm kind of cherry picking this verse out. But when he says continue in prayer, continue in communion and communication, devote yourself into communication, however you want to look at it, apply yourself, have that active communication and communion with God every day. Folks, I guarantee you, if we would do that, and it's up to us as individuals whether we do it or not. Right. It's not that if we do it as a group. Yeah, when groups come together, guess what? There's power in numbers, folks. Hey, things change. Yeah. But also, we have to do that as individual to, to, to keep our relationship on track and, and stay in communion with God and in fellowship with Him. And if we, if we do that, I guarantee you, as individuals, that our walk with God will be better. And because we are individually having a better walk with God, guess what's going to happen? Collectively, we're going to be better. As we stand. Brother Anthony? Very simply not, heads bowed, eyes closed. Continue in prayer. Want to do one thing to improve yourself, one thing to make your life better? Continue in prayer. We have the promises in the Word of God. Somebody said one time, we, we treat God like a spare tire. Never pull him out unless we have a problem. And we need him. But yet God is always there. Ready. Sometimes he'd like to just have a little talk with us. We talk about having a little talk with Jesus. Sometimes we, we need to let Jesus have a little talk with us. Folks, he does that through his word. But he also does that through prayer. Times that he can open our minds, times that he can show us that, times that he can strengthen us and encourage us and, and, and give us peace in the midst of troubles and trials. So many times, Lord, give me, give me, give me, but we don't stay around to give what he has for us. Paul said, continue in prayer. Devote yourself to prayer. Apply yourself. Busy yourself with prayer.
Some of you may remember this. Some of you may not if you listen to WEMM. Uh, this probably goes back 20 years and, and further. In the afternoon, you used to have a, a fellow on there, Lynn Davis. It was a Lynn and Molly show. Right. Molly had passed away, but he, he continued his show. But he'd always end his show with, remember, if you're too busy to pray, you're just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> and folks, sometimes we feel like we're just too busy. Yeah. But yet we can, even in the midst of other things, stay in communication with God. 